He's going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns. Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq. 1350 ESPN. Welcome to the program. Go deep. I'm your host, Tariq, joined here with my producer, Frenchie. Uh, you know, I often complain to Frenchie how hard it is to do a Thursday only show. News from last weekend seems so far in the past that it's the internal battle of do we move forward and just discuss the upcoming weekend and try it, or do we try to incorporate all of it? Uh, it's the gift, the gift and the curse of us having busy lives and only able to hop on air with you once a week. But the one beautiful thing is we get to let the early week news breathe a little before we jump into conclusions, predictions, rumors, and uneducated guests. I say this to take you back to Tuesday morning. I'm sitting in my office and out of nowhere, my phone starts blowing up with updates and texts from all news, all my news sources, friends, websites, apps. Tiger Woods involved in a gruesome car accident. Now, about a year removed from Kobe, I have to admit with the negative and sad assumptions that came to my head right away, uh, which shouldn't have, but that's the first thing you think. And then you see a picture of the car. Thankfully, after the, inser- after the, in- after the insertion of a couple rods in his right leg, it appears Tiger's going to live. At no point during this week have I ever cared if Tiger Woods would ever play golf again. I immediately thought about his kids Maybe that's the father in me. But I thought about his life, his family, and what he has done for the game of golf. And at this moment still, I could care less if Tiger Woods ever plays again. Next week, we can discuss if he has, uh, you know, they said he wasn't intoxicated. We can discuss if he was on pills, if he was speeding or not paying attention. We can discuss if he'll ever play again. Once we let it uh, breathe a little more, marinate, we get updates on his health and the investigation on the accident kind of works its way through. It would appear that he was traveling at a high speed to the way it looks like his car went off the side of that road. But they said it was a normal accident. Whatever. At this week, this moment, I don't care. I can care less. That's not the important part. All I care is that Tiger is alive. It gave me chills when I saw those updates because the first thought was Kobe. All I care is that he had a chance to hug his kids and can still live a healthy, active life. If he never plays a round of golf again, so be it. He's alive. So all these hosts and shows debating if and when he'll return, I say to you, shut up. Appreciate that the man is still breathing. Give it a week before we start bets on if he'll be at the Masters this year or next year. It's crazy. People kill me. I could care less if Tiger swings that wood again. I just want to see him walk. Tiger has done so much for the game of golf. And not just for minorities in the game of golf, the game of golf. He revolutionized golf. Did you watch golf before Tiger Woods? I barely watched golf with Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. I never watched golf until the moment, maybe I think he became a pro. And, you know, black, maybe Asian kid, looks like he's 15, geeky. You hear he's coming from Stanford. You heard about him, but you never really saw him. And you see his dad standing there next to him. And you, you almost don't want to be his son the way his dad looks mad that he just took three shots to hit uh, five, you know, this kid was incredible and he changed the game of golf. And I I can almost believe that half of you listening right now didn't start watching golf until Tiger Woods came into the game. So we already know what he can do for the game of golf. He's already done it. I could care less if he does it anymore. The important part, he's with his kids. He survived a crazy accident. I mean, looking at that car, 
it looks like he shouldn't have survived so hopefully his legs okay uh we will move on uh we'll stay positive about it i'm happy he's here i don't want to talk about if he'll play again we'll bring up that discussion next week i will say i am happy they released that they don't believe that any alcohol or anything was involved and yep. no charges are going to be filed so i'm i'm at least happy that it was just an accident and that he put himself in danger yep i agree and if he makes a major comeback and returns or wins a major after this we will cheer him on we'll cry with him and we'll have great storylines and we'll still be able to call him the goat but yep. if he never steps on that field again or that course again my book he's still the goat i mean jack nicholas obviously but tiger revolutionized the game of golf they weren't getting those nike contracts before tiger they weren't getting those major TV deals before Tiger. There might have been a golf channel before Tiger. I couldn't tell you because I didn't watch golf before Tiger. I literally couldn't. I was a baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're still wet behind the ears. But, uh, you know, so I, I want to move on from that. Next week, we'll, we'll bring up that discussion. If you want to talk about it next week, you want to call in and discuss if Tiger will ever play. Let's do that. This week, let's. Uh, with that being said, it's going to be a great day, a great show. Dante Powell, of course, will be joining us with the big O statement. Uh, Tavian Banks should be checking in with us in hour number two for his bank on it statement. Uh, we also have Stephanie Filer, director of development and PR at the Animal Rescue League, joining us in 20 minutes. I don't know if you saw this now infamous Zach Brooks guy uh, out of Waukee, Iowa, Frenchie's neighborhood. Um, it might have been Frenchie taking the video, but caught on video for a second time now, dragging his dog, abusing his dog. And it's made national news. And there's that debate of, you know, is the crime the same as if he was doing that to a human? And it should the penalty be the same. So we'll talk to Stephanie Fowler about that. She's also a big Boys the Men fan. Boys the Men coming to the Iowa State Fair. Philly, stand up. I'm real excited about that. I'm sure is even more excited than I am. So we'll talk with her coming up here in this hour, about 20 minutes. Um, Frenchie, you, uh, you see Canelo Alvarez is back in the ring this weekend. You, you a boxing fan? Not a huge boxing fan, but I know the name of Alvarez. Alvarez, yeah, he fought Mayweather. Uh, he just fought about, it's got to be in December, two months ago maybe, which in boxing, normally it's a six-month span, uh, you know, two fights a year. But he said he wants to pack him in this year because he was off a year. Uh, and I know MMA is the crave these days, but I'm old school. Boxing will always be my the important, uh, an important sport in my life. Uh, so when I saw Des Moines opened up a new boxing training gym called Boxing Blaze over on Merle Hay, I had to see what's up. Uh, your headline's coming up after the break uh, as well. But we have Coach Marvin from Boxing Blaze joining us after break as well. Uh, boxing Blaze is a new training competitive and non-competitive uh, training gym on Merohe. And uh, Coach, I think he's been coaching for a while now, Coach Marwin. So I'm excited to get to know him. I want to hear what he thinks about this Canelo fight. Uh, Yil Deerum, I think that's how you say his name, who Canelo's fighting this weekend, is a plus 3,300 underdog. Gets you $3,300. $10 gets you $330. How can you not just put $10 on it? Canelo hasn't, he just fought two months ago. Not enough time to train for an opponent. And this guy is fighting, Yildirim, which I, I'm pretty sure I'm saying his name right. Yildirim. I want to say it with that Russian accent, but I can't. Uh, he is, uh, I think he's 12 and 2, 11 and 2. Uh, would you not put a, a little bit, cheat a little money on that, that plus 3,300? I feel like you have to, especially in a, a sport like boxing where uh, upsets happen it's all a, the time. It's a coin flip, man. Yeah. You you look the wrong way, you might catch one to the chin. It's rarely ever that you have a fighter like Floyd Mayweather who goes undefeated his entire career. Yep. I agree with that. And uh, I, I want to try this uh, boxing training class that 
uh, Boxing Blaze has. So we'll talk to Coach Marvin, see how much it costs, see how long the program is. It's one of those, I think it's one of those 90 days, uh, just boxing training, you just burn so many calories. I, you know, it's, it's been a rough winter, needless to say, but that sun's shining pretty quick. This 50 degrees yesterday scared me like, ooh, Frenchie, we're going to have to take our shirts off soon for ladies at the beach. And uh, I don't know if you're ready for that. But no, I'm I don't not... want them to run away. Yeah, <laughs> you can start, start working on that tan, buddy. Are you, are you naturally ginger? Are you naturally redhead? No, it's just the beard. I call myself the ginger beard man. It's just your beard. I it's mean, you just... don't have, you guys can't hear, see Frenchie right now, but I'd say uh, basically bald man, ginger beard, lightly. Yeah, it's just the red, just the red and the beard. That's it. Well, what's your, can we put your height and weight out there? Uh, Six foot three, 25, 330. You're 6'3? No, six foot. Oh, <laughs> 300. Oh, six foot and 325. I would kill to be like that would spread this that. weight out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so you might want to take this boxing class with me, homeboy. I mean, it burns a lot of calories. I, you know, I need to drop about 20 in the gut. I, you got, I got to be, no one wants to say it. Uh, I need to drop at least 20 in the gut. And I think boxing would be uh, 90 days. You know? I've actually lost like 10 to 15 pounds lately just from going from a job where I was sitting at home all the time to, you know, walking around, changing license plates on cars, running people through their vehicles, even just doing that and eating a little bit better, I've been able to drop a decent amount of weight lately. Yeah, and I'm I'm afraid of that commitment. You know, they have those 45-day challenges, that 90-day challenge. I, I have no problem doing cardio all week, working out all week. My problem is in the kitchen. I, I don't have discipline in the kitchen. I have my daughters half the week until Wednesday. So when they leave and the cabinet's full of Oreos and Rice Krispie treats, and ice cream and brownies it's hard for me you know the munchies come around a couple times a day and it's hard for me to just walk away from that uh so uh the discipline is my hard part uh but we'll talk to coach marwin with uh boxing blaze see how long the program is see if i can figure it out myself um you know i i do want to touch on i mentioned last week that i didn't like commitment i don't like tattoos i love tattoos just not on myself i i don't like needles one and i don't like the commitment i feel like two days later i'm gonna not like the tattoo and be upset about it uh but i love you know you look at every female i've ever dated 95 percent of them have tattoos living in bay area you fall in love with full sleeves uh but it, it, it's been seven years since i got my first one and i'm still in love with it i've i actually posted on my snapchat list and i'm itching for my next one do you only have one? Oh, i've got 15 oh okay okay you you had them well yeah, you know, at least that you well, know, how, you know how to get a job I, I was gonna say i've had to <laughs> the only one you can see is my semicolon on my wrist but if I roll my sleeves up, oh, you're tatted up. Okay. Yeah, work on that tan, buddy. It's uh Yeah. <laughs> summer's coming. <laughs> Summer is coming. I, uh, I got my girl. I don't really care anymore. Yeah. Speaking of last week, man, I got stopped at my daughter's volleyball practice the other day, and apparently I upset a few people with another statement I made last week. Uh when I said between the men's ISU, Iowa, you and I, and Drake basketball teams, Coach DeVries is the best coach in the state right now. And he's also the the coach with the most upside. I stand by that statement 100%. I'm sorry if I made you mad twice, uh, but I stand by that statement 100%. Someone told me I only said that because he was on the show last week. Well, he ain't on the show this week, and I still stand by that. I am screaming, Coach DeVries is the best men's coach in the state of Iowa. I truly believe that is a factual statement. By the way, 515-244-1350, uh, let me know if you agree or disagree. 244-1350. And I would still trade Coach DeVries and his son Tucker in exchange for Prohm and three top recruits. No? Is that is that fair? I don't know about three, but it's definitely up there with... Uh, I mean, we got to give Drake something. I mean, they're losing they're losing a, a, a top recruit and his dad. Yeah, but I mean, if uh, 
you can you don't even really have to trade if you convince DeVries to go. Uh, Iowa State was in the top four for Tucker, so it probably wouldn't take much convincing. Yeah, but we got we got to leave Drake with something. Uh, you you don't think DeVries has not caught the attention of Coach Pollard or uh, AD Pollard? Uh, Pollard is a smart and aggressive AD. I can see Pollard in his office now, DeVries and cutting the little bulldog logo off and pasting back on the Cyclone logo, line around it, and boom. It, it probably would never happen, but I would love to see Coach DeVries in the Cardinal and Gold. So I stand by everything I said last week when he was on the show, and I stand by it when he's on the sh- when he's not on the show. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, coming up after the break, we're going to be joined with Coach Marwin with Box and Blaze. Talk a little Canelo Alvarez and my new training program. Hopefully, this is Go Deep. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Uh, I'm not kissing up the DeVries because he was on the show. We asked Coach DeVries to join the show because I think he's the top coach in the state of Iowa with potential to be great. No regrets here at all saying that he's the best men's basketball coach in Iowa. And so I'm sticking with it. He's not on the show this week. I'm still sticking with it. If Frenchie ever gets promo on, I will be blunt and honest with him as well. I'll let him know how much we appreciate what he's done for my Cyclones. And then I'll let him know that Frenchie said DeVries is the best coach in the state of Iowa. Because <laughs> I don't want that smoke. Uh, still to come in about 20 minutes, we got Stephanie Fowler, Director of De- Development and PR with the Animal Rescue League. Uh, but right now on Go Deep, I'm your host, Tyreek. We're joined here with Coach Marwin, uh, working over at Boxing Blaze. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing excellent. Good to hear you. Uh, Frenchie, can you pot him up a little bit? A little, little more smoke. Uh, Coach, I know you're a boxing yes, guy, and I know you've been training in the game for a long time. I got my man Canelo Alvarez is back in the ring this weekend. After only about, I swear he just fought in December, so maybe two months ago he was fighting. Uh, who you got this weekend, Coach? Uh, Yield Dearham is like a plus 3,300 underdog. So 10 bucks on him gets you 330 bucks. 100 bucks gets you 3,300. Are you going for the upset or you got Canelo? Man, you have to go with Canelo uh, with what he's all he's accomplished, his work ethic, and the fights that he has lined up. You know, Canelo has a full fight plan uh, this year alone. And, you know, my fight that I want to see Canelo with is Jamal Chardo, the 160-pound champ out of Houston, Texas. And I don't, I'm not sure if, he, if he's able to get past him. The Charlo and them guys, they lions, and they some real dogs. They, 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 they lions, man. Yeah, Canelo, Canelo said he's trying to pack in a bunch of fights this year because he basically took a year off. But I, I think that can wear on you, man. I, you know, not having enough time to train for your opponent. What's that like? That your jaw is can only take so many hits if you don't know it's coming, right? True, but you know the, the name of boxing is hit and don't get hit. True, and he's he's a yeah. He uh, how long you been training boxers? Ah, uh, man, off and on for about fourteen years. To be honest with you, fourteen years. So explain. I'm I'm you know coming down Merle Hay. There's a new spot in town, which I I'm I'm glad you had some Facebook ads running because I didn't know what was going on until I saw it go through. <laughs> Uh, but boxing blade, you, boxing blaze. You're you're coaching over at boxing blaze. What is it? Where is it? Uh, and explain the difference between the competitive and non-competitive training you got going on there. Absolutely. So, uh, boxing blaze is right next to Merle Hay CrossFit. Uh, it's the address is forty three sixty seven Merle Hay Road, and we're the next building. So it's owned by actually the CrossFit owner Nate. Boxing blaze is actually my program, and we offer competitive and non-competitive boxing. So if you don't know anything about uh, boxing, don't worry. Uh, we'll have trained staff that can help you learn proper fundamentals, punch placement, and have you at least know something about real boxing so you don't injure yourself and you're confident when you're hitting the bags. 
how long are the classes if i if i'm doing a non-competitive and i i want to train so me and frenchie were just talking frenchie he started by saying he's six three but he really meant he's six foot three twenty five frenchie six foot three twenty five i got about 20 20 pounds in the gut i need to lose from the from the summer i know boxing training i'm a huge boxing fan from philadelphia i know the training wise just burns calories crazy how long are the uh classes if i'm doing a non-competitive uh, so non-competitive classes are anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. 35 minutes to an hour. And so if uh, so, if I want to start a training program, is it 45 days, 90 days? What's, how, what does it look like if I sign up for one of your programs? Generally, you want to have, it's, it's about eight weeks. Eight so weeks. you really want, you're going to get the most benefits about eight weeks. Um, you're going to see your body transform. Um, and, you know, like I said, you're going to burn calories. You're going to have fun. Uh, we got some dope music that's going to be playing, you know, we're going to have a little bit of some old school R&B, some fast R&B, some new pop songs. I mean, so you're going to love the program. So so if I'm painting a picture and I saw a picture on Facebook, uh, you got a room where it's about, you know, maybe 10 body bags or bo- bo- heavy bags. Uh-huh. And as a, as a class, you'd have 10 people at those bags doing the same routine. And then they turn around and there's kind of a weight drill, something like that behind you that you work with as well. Yeah. So there's actually rowers treadmills in a section that has weights as well okay and so uh we kind of move around uh to each station we can go ahead and you know get you on the treadmill get you warmed up then when your heart rate's up get you on with the rover do some calisthenics and it, it like i said it's a complete program and uh with boxing blaze our main goal is just to incinerate fat with our boxing inferno workouts okay that's our logo and it's can you handle the heat so anyone who's serious about losing weight and having a good time when you're doing it actually learn real boxing and that fluffy stuff you see in other places, then Boxing Blaze is the place to be. Boxing Blaze. He is Coach Marwin, a coach over at Boxing Blaze. Uh, and so these classes can be private or uh, group classes, or is it all group classes? Or what's the cost of a class? What can I expect to, if I'm paying for that eight-week portion, what is it per week, or what's the? how does the price break down? Because I'm legit yeah, so, ready to start next week. Okay, yep. Yeah, so uh, our personal training, we do have personal training uh, programs, and they start at $8 for a single session. Of course, you know, you get discounts the more sessions you do. Uh, we're going to be doing a full, a full free week here, and from there, we really want to get a gauge on the price analysis and kind of the time frame people are preferring to, you know, actually do this with. You know, so we're going to have, like I said, the competition side, the non-competition side. Both prices are going to be a little bit different. Um, but like I said, we really want to make a program that stands out that's, you know, better than the rest and that's really going to get you to your goal. So we, we want to try it out for a week with some clients and, you know, see how they like the program. And then we're going to roll it out. So, you know, prices are going to be, you know, competitive. And like I said, man, but you get what you pay for. And this program is going to be dope. And what would you suggest for the number of times per week if I started next week? Uh, usually, so uh, we recommend anywhere if you can make it uh, between two to three times a week. Um, you know, three is, you know, idea, of course. Okay. So here's the deal, Coach. I'm going I'm to start next week. We're going to go at it three times a week for the eight weeks. And you can yes, check sir. in here with us and give my listeners updates about how bad or how good I'm doing. Uh, and uh, that sound okay with you? The proof is in the pudding. It's okay. We're going to take it before and after, and I guarantee my work. So you follow everything I do, and, you know, we get you on that Boxing Blaze program. If you handle the heat, you're going to see the results. Uh, tell, tell me. Oh, I'm getting nervous. Tell me what I can expect in these workouts for that for that 45 minutes or the hour. Oh, man, you can expect a little bit of everything. Uh, you can expect some, you know, uh, 
some tough times. You're going to spend some good times. You're going to mix it up a little bit. You know, you're going to feel the burn, you know, <laughs> but, but you're going to still have fun with it. You know, uh, make it to where you're still going to have fun. You're going to learn technique. So it's not going to be all, you know, oh, let me, you know, uh, hard, hard, hard. You're going to learn some technique. You're going to have a good time. Time to eight weeks is, 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 is done and over, man. You're going to be looking like a young more chef nut. I'm ready, man. I got a bachelor party in, uh, I think, May. So I'm ready to get it going. Fox and Blaze on Merle Hay in Des Moines, Coach Marwin. Uh, where, we, where can we find you online? Uh, so if you want to type in uh, Box and Blaze on my Instagram, and we're also on uh, Facebook as well. And that's B-O-X-N-B-L-A-Z-E, correct? Yep, Box and Blaze. Box and Tell Blaze. your friends and family members about it. Let everyone know it's the dopest boxing program in Des Moines, Iowa. All right. Hey, Frenchie needs a fourth job. <laughs> yep. So I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually hired uh, two coaches right now. So if you know anyone, please send them our way. Um, and also a salesperson and, you know, get people through the door. So we're looking for those positions. So anyone out there want to apply, go ahead and set uh, box and blaze. Uh, we'll set a time up. You come uh, meet up, meet up with us and, you know, we'll go over everything. No box experience is needed. We'll teach you the correct way. We want you to train our clients so they can get the maximum uh, benefits and results of the program. So I don't need to be a boxer or have had coach boxing or a workout class. I can just be someone in shape and motivated, and you're going to teach me the routine to teach others. Absolutely. Like I said, no experience is needed whatsoever. Um, you know, only thing we ask for is make sure you're dependable, you're high energy, and you like to have fun. That's it. Leave the rest up to us, and we're actually USA Boxing Certified Coaches, so we'll go ahead and get you in the in you know uh, peak shape and actually the knowledge you need to go ahead and teach these classes. All right, we're going to have it uh, every month and keep people updated on me. Boxing Blaze, B-O-X-N-B-L-A-Z-E, Omrohe in Des Moines. Find them on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, appreciate your time, Coach. I'll be in touch tomorrow to get signed up, uh, and three times – Three times a week. I'm nervous. Frenchie, you want to, you, you, you down? You there uh, me three? No, yep. I, I got you. Uh, he is coach Marwin coaching over at box and blaze gym now open. Find him on Facebook and Instagram box and blaze box and blaze. I'm, I'm, I'm legit nervous. Cause I feel like he's going to work me hard and not give me a break, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I need to lose this weight and I need to be motivated. I do, I do 30, 30 miles a week on the elliptical, but then I come home and eat a, a half a pack of Oreos. So, you know, I need to combat. I know abs start in the kitchen, but I need to at least combat that cardio. And so I learn how to be more disciplined in the kitchen. And I think Coach Marwin can do it. Box and Blaze on Merle Hay. Find him on Facebook and Instagram. We got Stephanie Filer with the Animal Rescue League. Come break. Let's go deep. Welcome back to the program. Coach Marwin, Box and Blaze over on Merle Hay. He's got an eight-week program for me. I'm starting next week, three weeks, or three times a week. Boxing, what do you say, Frenchie? Rowing machine, uh, heavy bags, and treadmills. A lot of other stuff I won't use. With hip-hop music, Frenchie won't come with me. Mr. 6'3", five pounds, <laughs> six foot. Uh, joint here with Stephanie Fowler on Go Deep, Director of Development with the Animal Rescue League. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Did you hear that uh, Boys and Men's coming to the Iowa State Fair? You ever heard of them? <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of them. <laughs> okay, how how many shows have you been to? And explain how you guys always get noticed by the group every time. <laughs> Gosh, I'd have to add up how many this is. Like, I think this show will end up being our eighth because we're also going to go see them in, De in um, Dubuque, I think, uh, a couple months before that this summer. So Dubuque would be seven, and then Iowa State Fair would be eighth time seeing Boys and Men? I think so. 
yeah, I've, in our second time at the fair because they were on the free stage a few years. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, on free um, stage. every well, it kind of just started as a joke. Our first concert, um, we we ended up having our first concert that we went to on Halloween weekend, and it was at the Kansas City Symphony. So very like um, everybody's dressed up as symphony attire. And we decided since it was Halloween weekend, we would just dress up as Boys to Men Motown Philly cover. So we did that, and it we were second to last row, and we had so much fun, and everybody was taking our pictures, and it kind of just became a thing. And then I tried to be first row, and we have for a lot of times, which you've been part of that as well. And you stand out because you're a group of people wearing something that they wore on an album cover or in a video, <laughs> or you know. So obviously they notice, and they're like, "What the hell is going on down there?" Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, they call it out from the stage. They've shared it on their Instagram. It's been a ton of fun, and they always get a, ca- a kick out of it when we get our pictures taken with them afterwards or beforehand. Yeah, and I've had a chance to join you guys as well. It's it's always a good time because Boys and Men is like Mar- Mariah Carey. You know about fifteen of their songs. The whole set, you're singing, you're out of your stage, you're crying, you're down on one knee, you're laughing, you enjoy. <laughs> it, it's a great show. I can't explain it. So you, ha- if you haven't gotten your tickets for the Iowa State Fair yet. Boys and Men coming. I think tickets were only as high as what, $45, Stephanie? Yeah. Yep. $45 for the pit section, which is awesome. We've paid a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Look at us doing a uh, promo for the Iowa State Fair, and they haven't even paid for this yet. So remind me to reach out to them, Frenchie. Uh, uh, <laughs> Stephanie, explain to me what the Animal Rescue League is. What is the ARL? What do they do? And what do you do for them? Yeah. The Animal Rescue League is Iowa's largest animal shelter. And in addition to housing and caring for over 10,000 animals every year throughout animals throughout the state. About two thirds of the state is generally where we're getting animals from. Uh, We also focus on helping people and the animal human animal bond, keeping pets in homes when people are are struggling to provide, especially in times like this with outreach services like pet food and crisis foster programs if they're in or um, sometimes fires or other natural disasters, domestic violence is included as well as a, um, crisis foster program, and a ton of other things that we do that that focus on animals, but really um, our intent is to help both animals and people. So we do that through adoption programs, foster programs. People can volunteer. They can donate. Our team in particular is responsible for all of the events, fundraising, marketing, PR, all of the non-day-to-day care for the animal stuff um, our team helps create programs for and tell the stories and raise funds to make it all happen. So, Stephanie, I know that uh, my fiance and I adopted our cat, Pepper. Um, <laughs> so kind of a one thing that I absolutely love about the ARL is even after adoption, continuing to get updates and emails of here's a proper you know diet, proper way you should be caring for your pet. But the biggest question I have is who comes up with all the names for some of these animals? Because I know that... Uh, working other places that the ARL has come in, there were um, a couple of Supernatural references. There was an event I did that Jack-Jack and Mr. Incredible were there. <laughs> uh, so who kind of does the name uh, some of the ARL? Yeah, it's a variety. Um, about half of the animals that come into our care are owned animals that either their families couldn't care for them or they came into us through a cruelty or neglect case. And then about a half are strays. So... When the name's appropriate and the animal tends to know it, we generally keep it. Um, but the strays, that leaves us with about 5,000 animals to name every year. Wow. So a lot of it is the staff that are um, bringing them in. Um, a lot of it is we get suggestions from the public throughout the years. Um, 
there's a lot of names that get repeated over the years or any animal that I ever have fostered in my office just generally gets named after a wrapper or food. So it just kind of depends on, on who gets their hands on them first and can pick a name. But yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. Give me an example of some of the type of animals uh, the Arrow has worked with. It's not just cats and dogs I've, I've noticed going by there before. Yeah. Yeah, cats and dogs are what we're most known for, but we also have a barn program at our main campus here in, in the city, which is kind of cool. It's like a piece of country life in the middle of the city. Um, so we have horses, chickens, goats. Um, we had a pheasant recently, um, all kinds of barn animals. And then um, we also work with small animals that are suitable to be pets, so hamsters, guinea pigs, rats, mice, gerbils, etc., um, but beyond animals that are intended for adoption, we also get called by law enforcement to help with exotics or other animals that should not be pets. So we've taken alligators out of homes. We've taken tigers out of homes. In Iowa? Um, in Iowa, in Des Moines. We've, wow. A lot of times they're related to uh, DEA cases or uh, DHS cases. Where do, so. you walk, where do you walk those things? Is there an alligator park? Like where, are these in mansions? Yeah. Are these in apartments? Well, you know, the, the funny thing is the tiger was actually swinging on a playground in somebody's backyard in the middle of the city, wow. um, guarding their drugs. The so more stand was, up, <laughs> south side stand up. Yeah, it was an interesting one. Um, so in those cases, since obviously they're not suitable for um, home adoptions, and often um, they're they're not suitable for release into the wild either. So we work with um, sanctuaries who specialize in rescuing animals, kind of like what Tiger King made popular, rescuing animals that were um, used in roadside zoos or whatever and giving them a more a life suitable to what they should have, but um, keeping them safe as well. Speaking of uh, animals that are legal or allowed, talk to me about pit bulls and the type of breeds that um, they call, I think they call them bully breeds, but uh, mm-hmm. that are not, are they banned in Iowa? Is it just most counties of Iowa? Are they legal in Polk County? What's the pit bulls now? Yeah, so Iowa's one of the worst states in the country for breed and regulating dogs based on breed or appearance. Um, since I won't get any, but uh, very little of dogs, what makes huh? up a dog actually is what it looks like. Um, so Iowa mostly restricts um, dogs that appear to be pit bulls. There's also huskies, akitas, chows, rottweilers. There's like up to 20 different breeds that Iowa restricts either based on city mostly or sometimes county. Um, huskies are restricted places? Yeah, yep. Wow. Yeah, and at one point I had four dogs and all of them would have been on the restricted list, and which is just stupid. But um, so we in in the city of De, or so in Polk County, the city of Des Moines is is really the only city that restricts and and they have all of these different hoops you have to jump through um, on leashing requirements and licensing requirements and um, insurance requirements that they don't require of other people in their pets. Um, you can still have the pet, et cetera. That's that's mostly most of the cities in in Iowa modeled theirs after Des Moines. There's some that don't allow um, dogs based on appearance, period. And so what we advocate for is it doesn't really matter what the dog looks like. It matters how the dog acts and how the, and how the owner acts. Wow. So those breed neutral is what we call it, approach to regulating all dogs and holding all owners to the same high standards of care for their pets so that everyone can be safe. I don't want to be protected just from a dog that looks like a certain way. I want to be protected from all dangerous dogs. So that's kind of what we advocate for. And on top of it, 
these laws were created um, originally based on race and class fears, and so they disproportionately target people who are not white, affluent people. And so that's the other part from a, a human standpoint that not only do, do these laws not truly protect people from dangerous dogs, they also target and penalize people um, disproportionately. And, and speaking of protecting animals, there's this new infamous guy out of Waukee, Frenchie's neighborhood, uh, that I think <laughs> I even saw a clip on Inside Edition. So he's made national news. Uh, but oh, the, wow. The name Zach Brooks, does that name ring a bell? Oh, yes. <laughs> what? So let's paint the picture. He was caught on uh, camera. Someone finally turned it in of him kind of dragging his dog into the house. But then there was other video footage of him kind of kicking or beating his dog in his garage. Where it looks like another person standing there with him. Uh, yeah. What, what should a penalty be for people like this or the law if you're caught abusing your pet like that? Is that Should that be the same as a domestic or how, how should we approach this? Yeah, well, the interesting thing is um, until last year, Iowa was second worst in the country also for weak animal um, welfare laws. And we worked many, many years and finally got a bill approved that went into effect last July that strengthens the penalties for people who abuse animals. Um, and one of the important parts is requiring mental health evaluations in a lot of cases because they often, people who abuse animals often abuse people as well. Um, so that bill went into effect July 1st. So I think one of the issues with why Zach Brooks has been um, so popular is because the law exists to rem both remove so and hold him accountable for what we believe should have been animal abuse charges. Um, what ended up happening over the weekend when these videos were made public and we were made aware is that the Waukee Police Department went out and they observed the dog in a, without access to food or water, um, and so that violated animal neglect um, statutes. And so the, he was charged with animal neglect, but the animal was not removed. And so, basically, in the state of Iowa, um, there are two sections of the criminal procedures, the charges, and all of the penalties that would come with that. And then there's civil that allow um, law enforcement to actually remove the animal and prevent them from getting the animal back. And that's called a disposition hearing. And so, and, and it's allowed to have a welfare case as well, um, where those two cases run in separate courts, criminal and civil. So, um, what... I think why the outrage has come from this is there was sufficient evidence as far as animal rescue is concerned, both from multiple videos. three videos. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, multiple eyewitness accounts and what he admitted to, according to, um, for those charges to have been made, the abuse charges, and especially to remove this dog. So what they ended up announcing on Tuesday was that the county attorney did file for a disposition hearing to occur next Thursday. Now, generally in these cases, the dogs are moved at the spot and charges are filed and the disposition hearing happens and then the dog may or may not go back. So what's, what's frightening in this case is that the dog is still under um, Zach Brooks's care. Yeah, well, so, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, and it's uh, it's not. It's very atypical to how these proceedings are supposed to work. So, in this case, of misunderstanding that the laws aren't strong enough, and in this in this case, the laws are there and they're strong enough, and they just need to be applied. And so that's what we've been pushing for publicly on our opinion that he should not have this dog. The charges should be higher, but 
even and the investigation just needs to happen, but our immediate concern is the welfare of of the dog now and into the future. So, and, and I look at those type of videos and and say, man, what you know, he's doing it to a dog. I think he would do it to his kids, his wife, yeah. himself. Uh, you know, some, something's up. So why wouldn't we start this investigation at the moment we get all this blatant evidence? Uh, but yeah. It's just crazy to me, but uh, it's crazy to hear that Iowa's kind of in the top of that, too. So uh, she is yeah. Stephanie Filer, dire- Director of Development, right, with Animal Rescue League? Yep. Awesome. We yep. appreciate your time. How can we donate to Animal Rescue League to make you guys make sure you guys are still doing keep able to keep doing what you're doing? Yeah, you can go to our website iowa.org you can go to our facebook page instagram we're all over social media and find um links and ways to help donate foster adapt and volunteer and a million other ways you can help support the work that we're doing and get involved sweet filer i appreciate your time uh we'll talk to you soon hopefully you join us in maybe a month and update us on how things are going with mr zach brooks absolutely we'll have an update even next week all right, we'll be in touch talk soon <laughs> all right we're going to take a quick break. We're going to open up these phone lines. 515-244-1350. 244-1350. Zach Brooks, if you're listening and you don't think you should lose your dog, give me a call. 244-1350. We'll argue it out right here on air. Go deep. You're tuned in to Go Deep. 13 Thank you to Stephanie Filer, Director of Development and PR with the Animal Rescue League. She has some uh, some great stats there. Uh, I had no idea it was uh, banning Huskies in places. Such a such a pretty dog. The only thing I don't like about Huskies is that great shit they do a couple times a year, but uh, you know, discriminating against dogs. Who knew it was going on? And then your boy Zach Brooks over in Waukee, man. Uh, also, shout out to Coach Marwin with Boxing Blaze over on Merle Hay, online on Instagram and Facebook, B-O-X-N-B-L-A-Z-E, a boxing training course, about 10 body bags, or full bags, heavy bags, uh, rope machines. I say body bags, <laughs> I, that's going to be what I'm one, in after I go to a workout with you. Uh, yeah, I've said body bags one too many times, but that's how I'm going to feel. I'm real nervous about next week. I start next week for my eight-week program with them. It's going to be three times a week, uh, treadmill, row machine, jumping jacks, all the things that scare the mess out of me with my my Achilles. Uh but I think I think it's ready. It's been, you know, if KD can come back, I tore my Achilles uh 3 weeks before KD did. So, if he's back, even though he's injured again with a calf injury, that's his Achilles. Let's stop playing. Uh but I'm excited for that Carwin for coming through Boxing Blaze. Uh still to come in the second hour, we got Tavian Banks uh with the bank on a statement coming up around probably about 10:20 and then uh Dante Powell around 10:30. So, uh we're going to have some fun in the second hour. They always bring a little boost to the show. Uh, Frenchie. Also, the phone lines are open to or 515 244 1350. 515 244 1350. Frenchie, are you paying attention to uh to college basketball? You got Iowa, Michigan tonight. You got Michigan State. Now, hear me out. Two big wins for the last two weeks, and the last one over Indiana. Uh, they're a sneaky Big Ten conference. The only way they can get into this tournament is Izzo to win uh, to get into the big dance. They Izzo has to win this Big Ten conference tournament. I haven't looked at the odds yet, but now's the time to start making those bets on your early upset picks because they're only going to, if they're starting to ride this wave next week and they win two more, those odds aren't going to be there anymore. But what do you think about Michigan State right now? They're so trash. Michigan State is always because the fact that you do have one of the best coaches in college basketball, Tom Izzo, who Izzo can get, is the man. He can get it done with no matter how much talent he has on its roster. And I will say they've lost some really big pieces over the last three, four years. You know, guys like Jaron Jackson and Bridges going to the NBA. 
and yeah. you know just graduation of some of their top players. Again, I, I kind of blame that on the coach when your player leaves early. Either the coach is telling them to, or the coach wasn't good enough to get him to stay. So I, I mean, I put it Jaron on, Jackson was a number four the overall coach, pick. The coach was telling him to. He said, you know, Izzo knows what he's doing. Izzo's uh, he's a he's a smart guy, man. He went to college. He was roommates with us. Uh, Steve Mariucci mm. interviewed Steve Mariucci about twelve years ago at a uh, bocce the Madden Mariucci bocce ball tournament. John Madden, my first time meeting John Madden, uh, interviewed Mariucci, and he talked about how him and Izzo were the studs of campus, played double sports, roommates, had the frat parties, had all the girls, and Mariucci, you get lost in that guy's eyes. It's crazy. Uh, so uh, I, I respect Izzo. He just sounds like a dude I would like to hang out with, especially when I see him. on. It, it's been a weird year in college basketball, though. You think of, you know, some of the top coaches in college basketball. The first ones that, you know, kind of come to mind are guys like uh, Roy Williams, Coach Krzyzewski, Tom Izzo, and uh, even Bill Self. Yeah. And, oh, and John Calipari. All the blue bloods of college basketball this year. North Carolina is going to be lucky to be a 10 seed. It's been a rough year, but I love that because the tournament one, if they if Duke makes this tournament now, they could be a scary pick because they're going to be a high seed and they're going to get some upsets in there. Uh, you know, a, a team like Drake, you don't want to see them. Drake is another team who's just fighting through injuries. Man, my, my Bulldogs are getting injuries, but they're still winning. My, you know, the best coach in the state of Iowa is still pulling it out. Uh, so in 515-244-1350, if you don't believe that Coach DeVries is the best men's basketball coach in the state of Iowa, much respect to Jacobson, and I still think Jacobson still has a lot of potential under his belt. Uh, and McCaffrey, I mean, Fran is now playing defense. Iowa might actually have a good chance against Michigan. I think they're a four-and-a-half-point underdog tonight. They have a great shot because they're playing defense, and that's what Michigan does. Uh, Prome, he's having a rough year. This, I've never, I haven't held back on saying that. He's a great coach, and typically I would say he's the best coach in the state. But DeVries, right now at this moment, the coach of my Drake Bulldogs, is the best coach in the state of Iowa, and he's he's the coach with the most upside. If you had to start your team next year in the state of Iowa or anywhere with these four coaches, who are you picking, Frenchie? I mean, I feel like you have to go with DeVries partially because he's the hot hand right now. And, again, you get him, you're getting a two-for-one package because Tucker's going to follow it more yep, than likely. The sun's coming. You can't tell me that Pollard hasn't dreamed about DeVries at all. You can't tell me he hasn't texted him and said, hey, good good season so far, coach, which uh, – you, know, you sticking around Des Moines for a while, or what? What's your plans? What's your favorite color? Can I can I choose some red? <laughs> you like roses? <laughs> but Valentine's Day, uh, you know, I I, I got to imagine, and I don't think it'll ever happen. And if it did, it'd be blockbuster. It'd be national news for us to take that Drake head coach, get rid of our head coach Prom, and, and I would love the trade. You know, I'll give you Tucker, or you give us Tucker and DeVries, and we'll give you Prom and three prospects. Frenchie thinks three prospects too much. I think Drake needs something because we're taking a lot from them. And and more than just Tucker, we're taking the coach that can put any team together, I think. Uh, but if you disagree that he's the best, 515-244-1350. Hit our line right now. Uh, again, we got coming up in the second hour, Dante Powell uh, doing the big O. We got Tavian Banks with the bank on a statement. D3 and 3, you ready for that at the top of the hour, Frenchie? Absolutely. Got a kind of a pers- more personal story. Uh-oh. We- Dealing with yourself. Oh, here we go with pers- Frenchie, bring this problems to us again. Is that what's going on here? No. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Just thought we we're we're not here to be play therapists. We're we're here to do a show. So, um, but a lot going on in the second hour. Again, special shout out to uh, Stephanie Fowler who came through about ten minutes ago with the Animal Rescue League. Dropped a lot of gems on us, um, and uh, let us know that I was not doing well when it comes to abusing our pets. We're we're, we're in the top. We we got to stop that. We also found out that there's people in Des Moines with alligators and tigers in their apartment. 
I would be terrified to live next to that person. Where are you? I mean, the noises that neighbor's hearing without thinking it's a tiger. What else would it be if you didn't think it was a tiger? A very loud cat. <laughs> very loud. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, it's it, There's something going on. You hear those claws on the wall and you're like, what's happening there? And you're just thinking, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> my, that's my dude. My dude. You see him walking in the hallway. You just give him a head nod, smile. A little uh, exaggerated swagger in his walk. An alligator. I mean, my uncle used to have a caiman in Ames, so okay. But it was in a, it was it was small enough to be in a tank, and for the most part, it have lettuce or some kind of chicken or something like that. But a, a full on alligator. But yeah, Stephanie Fowler, I appreciate you coming through, Coach Marwin. I'll see you next week, man. I, I'm ready, and I'm gonna try to drag Frenchie with me, Mister Six Three, Two Hundred Pounds, or Six Six Foot Two Thirty Five. What, what's your ideal weight, Frenchie? Uh, around 300, 315. I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay. What were you in high school? Uh, around 280, 290. And you play basketball? Yep. Center? Unfortunately, as with my height, that was not a great thing. Yeah. I basically <laughs> played three, four, and five because my I was a good shooter. You, you seem like the the you know the set shot from the corner of the three. I also will just randomly throw crap up in one on one games and it'll go in. Like you okay. can have, my best friend who was um, our starting center. For the beginning of the season, and was played some major minutes off the bench. Has always said, you know, he's six one, really athletic, and a damn good defender and good basketball player. He's always said the most frustrating thing about being friends with me is that I've beaten him more one on one than he's beaten me. Yeah, uh, I can I can tell you got that set shot. I've seen you out there over at Horizon. Uh, speaking of which, coming to Horizon, uh, let's see, March nineteenth, we got Firehouse. Firehouse will be joining us here in two weeks on the show. I still haven't figured out which members of the band. I need to do my research a little more, but a 90s rock band, um, and I think more soft rock. The ladies love Firehouse. Anytime I mention around the, the ladies, the cougar status, if you will, uh, they, they're pretty excited about the show coming up. Uh, but details online at Horizon Events Centers, eventscenters.com, horizoneventscenter.com. There we go. Let's uh, work on those commercials there, Frenchie. Uh, still coming in the second hour, I want to talk to Tavian Banks about the impact he remembers of Tiger Woods when he first came into the league. I believe it was 95 or 96 when Tiger uh, became a pro. And Tavian's extremely old, so I, I'm pretty sure he was becoming a pro around the same time as well. What, what year did Tavian go into the league? you remember? I uh, know he was in Iowa at 95. I think is where I pulled that highlight, maybe 97. But so, you know, yeah, mid to late 90s was so, when he was at Iowa. He was going pro around the same time Tiger was going pro. So we'll see if he remembers around that time. Uh, you know, this, this little... Uh, possibly black Asian kid coming up with his dad standing there yelling at him on the sideline, uh, just rocketing balls. Uh, not the best putter, but he was, he, I think he won rookie of the year that year in the PGA for his rookie year um, in 96 and four tournaments that year, which is very intimidating to do in a game like golf coming in with all these men who've been here for a long davis love jr i mean some of these guys were around for a while before he stepped in there it's amazing to think winning tournaments like that you know as a teenager and then even in his 40s he's winning he won the masters yeah and, and you know, obviously a huge layoff and major comeback it was everyone loved to see it and he's a smart kid graduated with honors from stanford um you know so when when he had those mishaps in his career it was almost funny because you're like, oh, this this geeky guy is human or this perfect Tiger Woods is human. It's kind of like seeing Tom Brady drunk at the parade. Oh, Tom's human. You know, he's throwing Super Bowl trophies around. He's human. I want to know, in Tavian Banks' opinion, who in their prime, was Tavian a better golfer than Tiger would have been a running back? No. No. I will ask you. You keep that because I'll say it wrong. You keep that for Tavian. 
Uh, but I gotta say no. I, I gotta say Tiger Woods because he's such a, a goat level. And no offense to Tavian, because Tavian was an amazing scat bag. Injuries set his career short, or he'd be, you know, who knows? He could be a Hall of Famer. Injuries set him back. Tiger Woods also had some gruesome back injuries. Uh, but uh, Tiger was just so great in what he did. His focus, his dad being on him and making him be in that game. I think whatever game he did, he would. But Tiger didn't have the body for football. Let's be real. But I think whatever game he did, he probably would have dominated. It's just, yeah. Some people have that mentality about him. Kobe, if he would have played football, whatever he did, if Kobe Kobe played volleyball, Kobe would have been one of the best volleyball players ever. <laughs> yep. We got Frenchie over there. Uh, so coming up after break, also we want to bring up uh, Dion uh, Sanders. Got his first win, but he also the same night got his first loss. And uh, we got a little sound, but we want you to hear. We'll also play that for Tavian as well. See what he thinks about his boy Dion over at Jackson State. But congrats to Dion. Jackson State, you know, it's gonna it's gonna change the game of recruiting. Um, you're gonna have some of these better players from New Jersey, Texas, Florida, thinking about going to Jackson State because Dion's there with an all star cast of coaches. They're Nike. They're gonna have sponsorships. The 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 improvement. What happened to him after the game is gonna slowly work his way out of the culture. And Dion's gonna change that place. Uh, we forget that Walter Payton went to Jackson State. You know, one of the greatest running backs, if not the greatest running back ever, came out of Jackson State. And we talked about Tucker going with his dad, DeVries. To Drake. Um, yeah, Dion was able to bring his son to Jackson State, and his son is a big recruit. D1, so. yep. So we'll, we'll talk to Tavian about that. Plenty of coming is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. We'll see you on the other side of the break. He's going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns! Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq. Only on 1350 ESPN. Hour two of the program. Congrats to my man, Dion Sanders, on his first win, but also his first loss. God bless you. Appreciate you and everything. I'm pissed off right now because I have mixed emotions. We won. Kids played really well. But while the game was going on, somebody came in and stole every darn thing I had in my locker room, in the coach's office. Yeah, credit cards, wallet, watches. Thank God I had on my necklaces. How? So when I talk about equality and raising the standards, and that goes for everyone, man. Not just the people on the field, not just the coaches, not just the teachers, not just the faculty, but that's everybody, security and everybody. So how do you think it feels? That's Deion Sanders uh, explaining what happened during the game. His first big win, I think they won 53-0, to zero, Jackson State, his new home, uh, which is going to, he's going to change the world over there. He's, he already brought his son, a heavy recruit. Um, recruits are going to start going to HBCUs or smaller schools like this. Uh, because of Dion and his all-star staff, and be, he, he'll be able to bring sponsors with him as well. They'll get the fancy shoes and the fancy socks and the nice locker rooms. Uh, but while he was playing his game, someone came into his off, coach's office, stole his wallet, his cell phone. He said, luckily, luckily I was wearing my chains, or they would have took that. How? He screamed, how? You can tell he's emotional because of the big win, and then go into his office to realize he didn't have his phone to call his kids and say, you know, I love you guys. It was a big win. I call his girl, he said. Uh, but he will change that culture. He he just forgot that when you when you move into the hood and into a, a university that hasn't had any any uh you know respect in the sense of 
for our teams, for our winning culture, for a winning way of doing things and raising money for this university. He's going to build that for them, but he forgot that it's not there yet. And they reminded him on game number one. And I hate to laugh at it, but when, when he yelled how, when I saw that this weekend, I was like, wow, he's emotional. But and he and I do want to preface or say that he, he did get his stuff back later that night, the next morning. And someone tried to start a Twitter rumor saying he lied about it. It didn't happen. It happened. They returned the stuff. It was probably one of his assistants. Who knew? It could have been one of the players. Who knows? They he, just wanted to test him. Yeah. And see, what you, they, see what we can get away with. And how much cash you think Dion's got in his wallet? How much cash Dion got in his wallet, you think? Oh, at least a couple bills. Uh, at least a couple bills. I mean, I. it's hard to fit a couple thousand in your wallet without it showing. Uh, but And everything's on credit card now anyway. But you got to think there might be some gold in Dion's wallet and cell phone. And if I was him... I'd wipe the cell phone and get a new number because you have to imagine someone took as much as they could off of that cell phone already. I would have had, I got Michael's Michael Irvin's number now. I got, you know, I'm texting all types of athletes right now saying, Hey, what's up? What are you up to today? Are you trying to admit that you stole it? That way we could get more guests like that. I was not in Jackson state at the time of the incident. Uh, but if I was close to that office, I wouldn't have took his wallet. I wouldn't have took his, his phone. I, you know, I, I would have taken his picture. I would have taken his picture I would be, if I'm at Jackson State right now, I am so excited. If I'm a freshman at Jackson State, whether I play sports or not, if I'm just a student, I am so excited for my next four years at this college with Deion Sanders walking around my campus with his all-star cast. I forget who some of his coaches are. uh, And there's been others who volunteered for him who said they will come out for him. With these all-star players walking around our campus at Jackson State, the home of Walter Payton. So uh, I I love what he's about to do for the school, and I think it's going to start a trend. Uh, but he's got to remember it's day one of starting this culture over, and they reminded him of who they who they were. But the, on a football field, they reminded him of what they can be. And Walter Payton came out of that school. Dion's son is going to be a great athlete. He's going to be a great NFL player as long as he doesn't get injured. The one thing about Dion, man, he could have had another five years on his career. That turf toe, your boy Mahomes. That turf toe is is nothing to joke about. When I was younger, I would laugh, be like, "Oh, Dion's not playing because of turf toe, his toe." Like the the most amazing athlete I've ever seen in NFL, besides Lawrence Taylor, is not playing because of his toe. But learning more about it and seeing how it basically ended his career, I worry for your boy Patrick Mahomes. But he's young. We'll see how it goes. This is his is this his first toe injury? As far as I know, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, it definitely slowed him down. You can see him start to limp in the Chiefs game, but he can't control. But he can't complain when you're losing if you're not complaining when you're winning. Uh, but still, come we got Dante Powell with the Big O coming up in about 25 minutes. Banks should be joining us after his Zoom call in about 10 minutes, hopefully. 10. And Frenchie, you ready to get into your uh, D3 and three, the most well-produced program segment in radio? Absolutely. Let's hit it, man. It's time for D3 and three with producer Frenchie. Three minutes dedicated to Division three sports in the state of Iowa. We are going to get some. So this week we're going back to right here in Iowa and a group of women's basketball players that I got to know very well where they were all in my class at Warburg. But it's really rare, you know, to get a couple thousand point scorers on one team. This senior class had four in one group. The, the starting lineup for Warburg's team when they went to the final four my senior year the point guard, 1,000-point scorer, Katie Summer. Her twin sister, scorer, Christy Summer. Small forward, Morgan Neuendorf, 1,000-point scorer. And Miranda Murphy, 1,000-point scorer, a power forward. And then their center, who finished with over 700 points, 
was also one of the top shot blockers in school history. But this was just a group of women that took the then Iowa conference by storm as a group of freshmen. Um, all five of them saw spot minutes. Two of them started for most of the season. And then by their sophomore year, you had Katie Summer as your starting point guard. Christy was moved into the starting lineup at shooting guard. And then Morgan was still coming off the bench at that point. And Miranda uh, started for a large portion of the season. And uh, Aaron Jones was in and out of the starting lineup along with another all-conference player. So that team was absolutely loaded, made a run to the final four after making it to the conference championship the year before, snuck in as an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament, upset number, I want to say number 18, number 12, number 8, and number 6 in the country on their way to making the final four. Wow. And the three, the four teams that were there were number one, number two, number three, and unranked Warford College. They got beat in the Final Four game by Tufts Jumbos is the name of the school. One of the top teams in the entire league defensively. And then their junior year came out, great season, won the conference tournament for the first time under the uh, their head coach, Bob Amsbury, and had just a fantastic season, got upset in the first round. And I straight up told them this could possibly be the best thing that happened to you guys. Came out senior year, went undefeated until the Final Four before losing in heartbreaking fashion. But conference championship, national coach of the year for Coach Amesbury, 4,000 point scores. Katie and Christy Summer walked out of that school, I think with a total of like 12 school records. Katie included one of the top 10 scorers in school history. I think she finished number six on that list and also owns three of the top four assist records at the school as well, including the uh, most career assists. Wow. Great uh, D3 and 3. We, we got to start getting some of these people you talk about on the show and talk to them about that time in their life, you know. Uh, but good job, man. Uh, appreciate you. As I mentioned, we still got Tavian Banks coming up with the bank on its statement here in about 10 minutes if Tavian is uh, calling on time. Uh, then we got Dante Powell coming up with the big O. Uh, we'll talk to Dante about the all-star selections. I'm a little mad that I didn't see my boy Trey Burke on there. Uh, Trey Young? Trey Young. Yeah, there we go. That's Trey, uh, Trey Young. Uh, I was going to be upset that we didn't see Booker on there, but now he's a substitute for Davis, I believe. Yeah, I think one of the tough things is I wish the All-Star rosters were 15. That way, you know, it's potential, you know, it's never going to happen, but the potential to possibly have one player from each team. And that way you have, you know, an NBA roster, you normally have 12 active players, but there's 15 players on your roster. And I think having 15, and it's also the number of teams in each conference, I think it makes sense to expand that all-star roster because then you have less snubs. I think it made sense to not have the all-star game this year. That I agree. I think you could have had like all-star teams like the NFL had Pro Bowl. It was, you know, I, I mentioned about a month and a half ago that I was kind of baffled that we weren't in a bubble again this year. You know, still in a pandemic. Why not go back to what worked? I know it sucked for the players, but if you want to play, here's a safe way of playing. And in an NBA in the bubble was the best out of any league during this pandemic. I, I also argue the NHL was better. The NHL did not have a single positive it's, test. It's not over yet, but NHL... Oh, you mean last season? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. I agree. NHL, um, and baseball wasn't bad by any means either. And football football couldn't get his stuff together when it came to opponents of the Steelers. Yeah, but uh, they still they still played. They, they still made up most of the games. 200-plus games. They made they did not cancel a single game this year. Yeah, most handled it pretty well. In my opinion, with so many games, why not be in a bubble? 
Uh, and the G League is in the bubble right now. So if you, if you think it's worth taking the G League to the bubble, why wouldn't you just take the main league to the bubble as well? Uh, but we'll talk to Dante about the All-Star game. Uh, and as I mentioned, hopefully Tavian calls in on time so we can talk to him about his uh, Hawkeye night against Michigan. That's a big game, Frenchie. And I don't even think they have to win to show that they're real. Because uh, I'm not, I love Juwan Howard. I'm not completely sold on Michigan because they missed so many games and a shorter season. They're going to be fresh. It's fresh legs now. That that win against Ohio State the other day was pretty they, big. They came back with big wins. I mean, they, they've they had a tough schedule since they've been back. And it doesn't slow down tonight. But you think I will pull this off? I don't think so. I think Michigan, I think Iowa will be competitive, but I think Michigan will get the upset. I really think Juwan Howard is going to be the favorite for coach of the year. He, he has to be. And I think he was going into the season, the favorite for coach of the year, kind of like Penny was the year before, but it didn't pan out for Penny. It's panning out for Juwan. But again, let's get into this Big Ten tournament. Let's see if Michigan State doesn't surprise everyone. If Michigan can win this Big Ten tournament, they're legit. They don't have to win it again because they're already in, in the big dance. Uh, but the NCAA tournament, there's going to be a lot of teams from across the country that Michigan hasn't seen that type of play from. Uh, but we'll talk to Tavian about it. That'll be his bank on a statement coming up after the break. Let's go deep. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center studios. Tavian Banks on deck for the bank on a statement coming up here in about six minutes. I'm your host, Tyreek, joined here with my producer, Frenchie. It's been a good show. Uh, we had Coach Marwin. Uh, who coaches over at Box and Blaze, talking about the Canelo fight this weekend. Uh, Yield Durham is a plus 3,300 money line underdog. If you put $100, you can win 3,300. If you put $100, you can win $330 if he wins this fight. Canelo coming off of a, a fight two months ago. You don't think those legs are tired? I, I, I know he's young. Actually, he's not that young anymore, but uh, I know he's a beast, but I, I'm a fan of boxing. I'm a fan of six months before your next fight because you need that long to train for a different type of fighter. I'm actually considering that, you know, hundred bucks, a hundred bucks, hundred bucks. He's into it. 10 bucks. Yeah. Get you 320 bucks. Get you $660. Yeah. I'm just looking at those like, you know, a hundred bucks. I got some extra cash right now that I I could put a hundred bucks down, All right, but 3,300 to win that, that would pay for my honeymoon. You know? That's a, but if you lose, you got, you just gotta be okay with losing. And if you're not okay with losing 1-800-BETS-OFF, that's 1-800-BETS-OFF. You gotta be okay with losing and you can't, you can't bet what you don't have. You go to Vegas, what you're willing to lose. Uh, but $10, $10 can get you 330. And, uh, we don't have a specific sponsor yet for, uh, our betting app. Personally use BetMGM and William Hill. Uh, but there's a lot of new ones coming to town. So hit us up if you want you want some new sponsorship. We would love to jump on board your new ship and get those free promo dollars. Uh, but $10 on this Canelo fight, betting against Canelo can get you $330. $100 gets you $3,300. Just saying. Just help putting a little wisdom out there. Uh, joint now with uh, my man Tavian Banks, former NFL scat back and Iowa Hawkeye great. Uh, Tavian, how you doing, sir, man? Or maybe he's not with me. Is he with me? Tavian, you with me now? Yep, I'm here. How you doing, former scat back? You doing all right, man? I'm awesome, man. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> doing all right. We're talking this Canelo fight. Uh, I take it you're not a boxing fan. I am a sports fan. I just don't have time to you watch sports all the time. time. <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt <laughs> that says, I am a sports fan. On the back, it's going to say, I just don't have the time to watch all the time. And nope. it's going to say, bye, no, I, don't, I don't understand, like, some people, like, I have buddies who will sit in their garage, their man cave, and watch like sports all Saturday afternoon or whatever the case may be. 
And I'm like, I, there's, there's one, my wife wouldn't allow me to do that, but also <laughs> your kids, your job, <laughs> I mean, your like, life, like, yes, the kids. Kids yeah. are going nuts and stuff. I, I couldn't like just leave her in the house with the kids. So. It's like people you see at like uh, ten a.m. saying, "Hey, who's in line for Call of Duty?" It's like, bro, I hope you work. <laughs> I hope you work overnights because right? how are you about to put in five hours on the PS Five and in broad right? daylight? Uh, I miss that life. I miss that life. Uh, <laughs> but Tiger Woods, man, he scared me, and I I don't, ah, yeah. I don't even want to discuss if he'll ever play again. We can talk about that next week. I want this to marinate, yep. and uh, let's share the the fact that he made it, and yep. uh, you know, because obviously when I got those updates, my first thought is Kobe. You see Tiger Woods involved in nasty accident, mm-hmm. gruesome accident, and then you see yep. the picture of the car and hear Jaws of Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, all those negative thoughts come to your mind. Uh, but I, I just kind of want to honor Tiger Woods because he is here. He had a chance mm-hmm. to hug his kids, and that's all I really thought about when it happened. Uh, but what do, you, what do you remember when you first heard a kid named Tiger Woods around 95, 96, football around then? Um, yep. He's literally literally the reason why I started watching golf. What do you remember when right. he became pro in 96? Yep. Um, I mean, like for me, uh, I just, you know, I, I heard of, you know, Tiger way before then, obviously in college. And then he was on like, what was, well, some TV show, six or five or something like that, too. Um, so I, I, you know, like knew of Tiger coming up and things like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, surprising when he turned pro or anything like that. Yeah, he was at Stanford killing it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, uh, Serena and Venus, you knew they were coming. Um, it is, you know, for me as a, you know, like again, African American or whatever case, and you yourself, uh, to see that come up and, and him from a, a, a young age and all the things they did. And, you know, like his dad kept him in golf and, you know, um, uh, again, a lot of people picked up a golf club that never probably yes. would have because of Tiger and the, and the things. He he made it cool to watch the Masters. Yes, you know, like a, a, to me, only you know, like uh, I, I'll say like more more. I don't know, like white people and yeah, people people <laughs> uh, with money at least. People with money just, were uh, the golfers. Old, you know, old rich white people used to watch golf like that. Um, but you know, like to me, he made uh, made it more cultural and a lot of. A lot of other ethnicities got to got to watch him on TV and things like that. He just he just made it more cool to watch, like in a sense, you yeah. know. He, plus, he was a Nike guy. I think that was the first yep. inkling where Nike came into golf. Nike um, didn't pick know, up a Nike, golf club until Nike. Tiger Woods. Yep, yep. <laughs> Nike was big, um, so he just he brought a whole new vibe to golf that never never was before. He revolutionized the sport, and that's why I consider him the goat. I know Jack Nicholas and Honor uh, yep. uh, are the top of the sport, but. Tiger yeah, revolutionized absolutely. the sport. There were there were uh, golf clubs, private golf places, clubs, courses that did not allow black people. And it wasn't that they yeah. wanted to keep the rule. It just had been around for so long and black yep. people couldn't afford to go to it. So when they did yeah. have one pop up or not, they weren't allowed. When Tiger Woods became pro in 96, about 95 percent of those that were still around that didn't allow so they can have the PGA Tour come to them because the PGA Tour said we won't come to you because you won't allow our best player. Yeah. So he revolutionized the game and I can, I have to believe at least half of our listeners didn't really start watching golf, watching golf until Tiger Woods came into the sport. And, uh, Absolutely. you know, so to 100% agree with that. And so what he's already done for the sport, I, I am mm-hmm. legit happy about, I don't even want to talk about, I could care less if he ever plays again. And we can talk about that next week and two weeks, but for right now, I'm yeah. just so happy that, you know, the man got his rounds yeah. in his leg. And he can. Well, I, would, I would just like even if he doesn't play again, he still transcends everything. Yes. Like he, you know, I would love for him to, you know, and I don't. I again, like I uh, don't know. Um, I mean, I would love for him to have like golf 
you know, uh, uh, I don't know, organizations or whatever the case may be where, where he's out there, you know, having people uh, teach golf lessons and, yes. all, you know what I mean, stuff yep. like that. that and and seeing awesome his and him. seeing his son play with him a couple weeks ago, to see yeah. his son come up now, because what I remember from Tiger Woods when he first came in was his dad standing over his shoulder looking like he was about to whoop his butt, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I, I, I cried yeah. the, day, the day Tiger Woods' dad died, you know, because that was a part of Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. That was a part yep. of his image. Absolutely. Uh, so it's, well, it's, it's, it's a tough road. Like um, a lot of people don't understand. Like um, you know, it's it's uh, not a lot of people get to play a professional sport, and it takes a lot of determination and, and discipline and, and money, all types of stuff that that need to happen. And you need the right, you know, chemistry in, in your you know like makeup and all types of stuff that need to happen in order for for that, all that to to conspire together. You know what I mean? Yep. And sometimes you're going to have that parent that is, you know, like that was Tiger Woods' dad that Riding pushed him yep. to that level and ride, rolled him. Just, you know, again, just like Venus is real, uh, dad. Um, there's, there's more times than not that some parents out there have, have done that. Kids have become professional. But I'm, I'm not saying like, all kids and stuff like that can handle that no, and or no. do it. You still got to have that. You still got to have that it factor, and you know, yeah, you, you know, you got to have that it factor and that that mentality Absolutely. to win. If, yep. Kobe, if Kobe played yep. volleyball, he was still would have been one of the best volleyball yeah. players ever, just because he had that mentality. Yeah. Uh, and and oh, speak, yeah. speaking of that it, it factor, your boy Dion is one and zero now at Jackson State. They blew out their first game, fifty three and zero. Yeah. Uh, but you yep. hear what happened during and after the game. Yes, uh, somebody uh, stole his whatever. Yeah, let me something. let me play you this yep. soundbite real quick. <laughs> God bless you. Appreciation, everything. I'm pissed off right now. The emotions, we won. The kids played really well. But while the game was going on, somebody came in and stole every darn thing I had in my locker room, in the coach's office. Oh, my God. Yeah, credit cards, wallet, watches. Thank God I had on my necklaces. How? How? <laughs> thank, thank God I had on my necklace. I, and I and I, I hate to laugh because, but I guess he thought wrong. And I, and I love right. what I love what Dion's doing because it's recruiting. It's going to change college yep. football itself. Uh, whether it's Absolutely. HBCU or just any small yep. college or D three, you have a play, person like uh, Dion walking around the campus of Jackson State and his all star yep. staff. Uh, it's going yep. to change the culture there. And but he forgot he moved into uh, a community that's in the hood. <laughs> And it, the culture will change, but it hasn't yet. Yep. And if you know Dion's got his wallet and yep. possibly his chains and cell phones in the back office, mm-hmm. you might go take a oh, peek. Yeah. Uh, and Absolutely. It, it got returned um, to the next morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, that to me, um, it's not surprising. Uh, it's it's Dion Sanders. I mean, one of the top football players to ever, ever play. And, in, 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 you know, he, he's not recognized, you yes. know, like the, the DB position, the position. and Heart all returning. that type of stuff. So even if he was at, you know, you know, I, I'll say even if he was the head coach at, at Florida State, somebody would probably break in his office yes. and try and try and steal something anyway. You're so gonna try him. I, gonna I don't. <laughs> but but I don't really he, think that it matters. You know, like he's at historic uh, uh, black college yes. and stuff like that. So yep. um, I, I think that. somebody would somebody would try and steal Deion Sanders stuff anywhere. Yeah, so. <laughs> USC. It doesn't matter. And and yeah. even if they did anywhere, the culture will change. He will change that yeah. culture. They're they're yeah, not gonna want to. They're not gonna want to or need to. And it goes with everything. The practice facilities are going to get nicer. Nike's going to come yeah. in there and just revamp yep. that whole place because Dion is there. Uh, yep. What, yep. What, what can something like that do to recruiting? He already stole his son from some of the top schools in the country. Uh, but what, yeah. what can that do to recruiting for some of those guys who are already thinking about Alabama or Clemson, but then saying, oh, you know what? 
Jackson State is not. When have you heard that? Jackson State doesn't look pretty bad right now. You know, no, not at all. Uh, to me, um, what what a lot of kids need to look at too is like who who is on the coaching staff. Yep. Um, like if, if your goal, you know, some of these kids, if your goal is to try and get to the NFL, I mean, like Jackson State is going to be I'll definitely consider and look at just because of the people you know uh, uh, Dan has on staff. You know what I mean? So, like, a lot of a lot of guys with great experience and that, that helped out a, a great deal of players and stuff like that get to, get to that level. You know, but also just a great experience. Like, you know, like college, you want to have a great experience. Not saying, you know, other schools aren't, aren't going to do that or anything like that, but um, definitely, like, look at the staff and your, your coach. And yeah, I'm assuming Dion will be there for some years also. So you don't want to go somewhere like, you know, the coaches, you know, he's going to be leaving the next year and stuff. Yeah, would you have considered going to a small school, smaller school, or unknown school for a player like Dion, or maybe a, a Jackson State, uh, but a player that you admired that was now coaching somewhere? Yes, you know, um, I definitely would have. Even uh, if considered. it gave over to the bigger picture, the NFL. Um, well, but, again, they would have connections, or yes, you know, like Dion has agreed. a tremendous amount of connections that are going to get you seen, yep. regardless. Like him as a head coach, his his, one of his jobs is to make sure that he gets players seen through whatever the vessels and, and you know com- communication and contact that that he has. So I'm I'm absolutely sure if you can play, you know, or, or you have the ability to try and play on Sundays, Dion is going to help you get there. Yep, I agree with you that. Know, yep. Oh man, it's it's just that that how <laughs> that that, <laughs> that emotion. You know, he was just crying in the locker room, champagne poured yeah. on his head, and then go and yeah, see yeah. his cell phone. And if I was him, I'd erase that cell phone completely. You know, someone already <laughs> stole everything they needed off of there. Uh, right. Let, let's get into this bank on a statement, man. Frenchie. They may not catch him. Tavian Banks on the second play from scrimmage inside the twenty. Forget about it. It's time for Bank on It with former Iowa Hawkeye great Tavian Banks. All right, and what could be the biggest statement game of the year for them? Your Iowa Hawkeyes basketball team is going against number three Michigan tonight at six. Wolverines are favored by four and a half. Can your Hawkeyes cover the spread? Yes. Yes, that easy, that simple? Are they going to win the game? They're going to win the game. I'm saying yes today. Oh, man, they're playing some defense now. And what's mm-hmm. his name? Fredericks? What's his name? Uh, Fredericks? Frenchy? Yeah, he, you know, put the, give that guy some more minutes and you might oh, be able yeah. to spread the floor a little more. But Michigan's defense, and I, I'm not sold on Michigan because they missed about three weeks or whatever it was, a month of basketball. Right. Fresh legs, yep. but also not as much reps, uh, not as much mm-hmm. touches. Um, but you, you feeling the Hawkeyes tonight? I feel it. I feel in the Hawks. They're, they're uh, riding the wave right now. Seems like they're playing a little bit better. They are. They're playing defense, yep. and that, that can go mm-hmm. a long way. I, I'm I'm going to go for a sneaker, sleepy pick in the uh, Big Ten Conference Championship. I'm saying Michigan State's going to sneak this. Uh, they just had a big win against Indiana, and the only way mm-hmm. Izzo can make it into the tournament is winning this winning this Big Ten. I think mm-hmm. they might do it, but, we, you know, this is we're a couple weeks early, so we'll uh, bring this audio back when they actually do it to show how much I'm right mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, but your Hawkeyes tonight, okay, man. I'm uh, I'm feeling you actually going to watch or no time? Wife, kids, life going on. Uh, when is the game tonight? Tonight at six. Look at you, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Hawkeye fan. <laughs> I have uh, my daughter's uh, 
basketball practice. So. Uh, all right. There's <laughs> I'll a, see what time. There's an app for that, man. There's an app for that. Tavian Banks, former NFL scat back and Hawkeye great. I appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, man. Yep. <laughs> Tavian, you you think this guy like actually watches football or basketball or at least Hawkeyes? You think he at least stay, pay attention to what the Hawkeyes are doing during the year, especially when they're good? Uh, but here he is. What, what time's the game? Yeah, they're gonna win. Got girls basketball. We got a. I can't. I have no apps to listen on my phone. Whatever he's got going on. But appreciate Tavian Banks. Always a good time. Dante Powell coming up right after the break with the big O. Go deep. I'm going to open up the phone lines here in about 15 minutes. Shout out Tavian Banks coming through. The man does not have time for sports in his life. He made it clear every week. He didn't even know what time his Hawkeyes play tonight. Uh, But always great intel coming from a former former NFL and NCAA running back. Uh, Joined now with the great comedian, who will be bringing his Big O segment here in a little bit. How you doing, man? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm I'm a little perturbed. Uh, you know, seeing the reserves come out for the All-Star game this past week and already Trey Young, Devin Booker weren't in the starting. Okay, there's, you know, there's other players in there who probably need to be starting. But for Trey Young not to be in the reserves, Devin Booker finally just got in last night because of Davis, uh, Anthony Davis being injured. But yeah. Trey Young, what, what's going on with the, Is there, should there be more spots or can I replace him with someone? What do you think? Should he be in there? Um, I think he probably just took, like, uh in terms of being able to get on there because the other players that, like, play against him, like, I don't think they like him. Uh, well, I think they like him. <laughs> they just don't, like, like, he gets a lot of foul, like, unnecessary foul calls. I don't know if you've yeah, seen that he, video floating around. It's kind of like Iverson. He, he's tiny. But, like, Iverson was still not uh, technically an offensive flopper. Yeah, okay. So, like, that. Yeah, he had respect. People respected Iverson's game, and I don't know if they respect like Trey's game. Because I mean, you think of think of it like this: Steph Curry plays in a way that people were trying to compare, you know, Trey's game to when he was first coming out of Oklahoma. And since he's been in the league, he's been a great player, but he hasn't been able to contribute in the way Steph has, in that he can be physical, he can like really take it to guys. And yeah, I think that's just, I think that's what's getting them is that guys are like, no, he, he gets calls that we don't like and we don't respect the way he plays, which, you know, for him, they probably should be doing it to some other players as well. But I, I think right, right. Them being so young and uh, getting those, getting those calls, people are just kind of like, eh, you need to earn it a little more. I think one of the things that also has kind of worked against him this year, you know, he was an all-star starter last year, but he was hurt. James Harden was in the West. Bradley Beal didn't make the all-star team, even though he averaged over 30 points a game last year. Um, you know, to have those three now on the East all-star team, it really kind of pinches out that guard position. Plus you get newcomers like Jalen Brown this year. And I think Jalen Brown is absolutely deserving over 25 points a game, stellar defense, and he's doing it for, a club that is at least higher up in the playoff picture. Yeah. Right, right. It It is a thing of numbers. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they added more spots teams, but I'm also, you know, there's going to be snubs no matter what. If, you, if oh, yeah. you're up at the 15, number 16 is going to feel like I got snubbed. And so it's the same thing we talk about with the NCAA tournament and, 
you know. Someone's it, always going to be just, sitting at home. Yeah, it's always the thing of, like, last man out feels like they have a complaint. but Yeah, like, exactly. And Beals 100% should be a starter on our year, and I think he's been snuffed so many times. One, because John Wall was the big name on the team, and two, because it's in a, even though D.C. is a big market, it's not a big basketball market. It's a football market. Um, yeah. And, and Trey Young actually has some help. You, you, Curry back then had Harrison Barnes and Clay Thompson to find his own and, uh, you know, not be double teamed. Trey Young needs to stop shooting so much from half court. But yeah, he 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 flops a lot, but I, he sells tickets. I think I've, I just assumed he'd be on there. I thought Devin Booker might get overlooked, but I just assumed. I think the big thing is that that last position came down to Levine versus Young. And I think with how the Bulls have been and Levine being a first-time All-Star, he kind of got that bump up over Young. Plus the fact that it without you know, his second-best player is Laurie Markinon, which isn't right. saying much. Meanwhile, you know, Trey Young's got John Capella, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and when he's healthy, Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, he's, he definitely got some help this year. So are you, you watching next weekend? We're about 10 days away. You watching the All-Star game, Dante, or not really into it? I probably will. Like, I know they're, like, stuffing it all into one day and all that Yeah, they shouldn't be now, having but... it at all. But last year came down to a good game. I hate that it ended on free throw, but last year was a good game. Right. I Yeah, I, I'll probably but it's one of those things where, like, I definitely am, like, watching with beta. They should not be doing this. But, yeah, you know, you know I, I've, I aren't there in the bubble, but I'm excited the possibility of Zion in the death and maybe uh, Steph in the three-point contest. I, those are my favorite. I don't really ever care about the All-Star game. I enjoy the mini games, the slam dunk contest, yes. the skills competition. That's my favorite pay to All-Star weekend, and it's something that no other league really has except the home run derby. Yep. And I even like the celebrity challenges and the rookie challenges, the rookie versus sophomore games. Mm. I can get into it. I, I like it more. I was able to go down to Orlando in a few, uh, I think two all-star weekends now, which it's a great time being down there. It's not as expensive as Super Bowl, but there's always something going on. Uh, but Dante, yeah. Dante, did you watch uh, golf before Tiger Woods? Uh, No. Not at all, right? The man revolutionized mm. the sport. Uh, I'm I'm so happy. I'm also really like I'm I'm also young though. So like by okay. the time Tiger hit his stride and became a pro, I've been into sports, and so like he's just most of my life. Yeah, and when I was young, he was you know it was him and his dad. They came up. I think '96 was when he went pro. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like he's already done enough for the sport. I hear all these conversations the last two days of will he return? When will he return? I could care less if he ever plays again. I 100% believe that. Uh, we can have that discussion next week or in two weeks. I just wanted to marinate that he survived, you know, because you right. you get those updates on your phone and right away you start thinking those negative thoughts like Kobe. Uh, and then you see his car, then you hear the jaws of life and you're like, oh my gosh, I just want this man to be able to hug his kids. Maybe that's the father of me. Uh, but the first conversation I'm having is not, will he play in the Masters? Will he be back next year? I could care less. He's done enough for the sport that he will always be the GOAT to me in the sport of golf. He, he's the reason why I will ever turn on golf. When Tiger was out for, what, three years, Frenchie? Something like that, yeah. I did not watch golf at all. It was good to see other players come up, the Jordan Spieths and the Royce. I didn't watch golf at all. Tiger is the reason why I watch golf, and I, I have to believe at least half the listeners right now are the same way if they're in that age group. Again, you're you're younger, so he had the time you got there. But I just hate hearing that conversation of, oh, we'll be back. It's been 48 hours, you know? Right. That yeah. People are pe people have a way of uh, of dehumanizing everything uh, yeah. that involves humans, and so it's it's a uh, th that's sort of the thing. I don't uh, a little bit off topic, but when Draymond 
gave that uh, speech the other day. Yep. Like, that's really what it was coming down to was just, like, respect our humanity. Yeah. Like, you, you guys, you know, you want us to be professional and treat this like a business when it comes to the way we deal with teams, but teams treat us like like a property. They treat us like, like we're uh, just an expense. And I don't know what it is. Like, people like to point at social media as the problem or – you know, whatever it may be, but it, it's so much stuff that's just like we don't respect each other very much anymore. It's tough to to have you know conversations. It makes it tough to to get through situations. Uh, you know, Tiger's accident. So it's just a it's a strange place to be uh, watching that sort of thing unfold. Yeah, just I mean, great to hear that it took. Obviously, his leg is still in danger, but they got a couple rods in his right leg, and he at least will be hopefully out of the hospital soon. See his kids and slowly start that, working that rehab. I mean, uh, Tiger is that, that Tom Brady, that Kobe mentality. He'll, if it's rehab, if he wants to come back, he'll rehab it and get get back. He'll, he'll be okay. He has that mentality where he can make it work, but that is the least of my concerns right now. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but can uh, Frenchie's uh, Iowa Hawkeyes take down the Wolverines tonight, man? Mich- um, Michigan's defense I, is stellar in my opinion. I Man, so this is such a weird year. For basketball specifically. And Big Ten. I have no idea what's going to happen ever. <laughs> no. Like, Michigan State what, beating Indiana. Ugh. Like, yeah, it's just such a strange year. Like, I, I keep seeing the teams that I kind of, like, keep up with a little bit. I sit down and watch a game, and I'm like, okay, they're going to pull this one out, and then they, you know, they have a 20-point lead that dissipates and they lose. Or uh, I watched uh, I watched one of the Hawkeye games when they were, like, ranked fifth or something, and then they ended up losing. Like, it, it just never – nothing is making sense in, in this season. And so it, it, it's been a, a tough one to watch. But I think they'll be able to, to beat Michigan. Um, Four-and-a-half-point spread. So I, I feel like they might I, be able to cover it. So, I, I like I said, I, I think they can actually beat them. I just don't know why. Like, I don't know <laughs> what it is that they're going to be able to do it. Cause like I said, I, I can't put, uh, I can't put my finger on anything that they'll specifically. Do well, they're, they're playing defense now. Uh, Fran's team is Iowa Hawkeyes. The last couple of weeks, they've been able to play defense and that's what Michigan does. Michigan doesn't score a lot of points. I think if Iowa scores over 70 points, they win this game. And, and Michigan's been keeping player opponents under, I think 70 or 65 points all season. So, well, it, yeah, it, like that's the thing with, with the Hawkeyes is that the, few games I've watched, if the offense gets going, Shoot they're or die. They're good to go. Shoot or die. Yep. They live but, by a three, die by a three. Garza is going to get you his 30, but, but yeah, Fred, man. Frederick, if he, you give that kid some minutes and, and just run, you know, give him some confidence early, he, he's been taken off. So, yeah. I, <clears throat> you betting on this Canelo fight this weekend? I have been considering it. I have a buddy I watch boxing with and um, I've been thinking about it, but I don't, I don't know. It's plus thirty three hundred for uh, Bill Demir. Yeah, man, I know. I, I'm. It's so tempting. Like I'm thinking about driving out to Prairie Meadows now <laughs> and just throwing twenty on it and seeing what happens. Hey, man, they got apps for that. Download BetMGM, and they should be paying oh. me for this, but they're not. Download BetMGM, and I think as a first time buyer, they match you up to a hundred bucks. You put a hundred bucks in there, they give you a hundred bucks. And, well, uh, yeah, I've got all. I've got all the apps. I oh. do that, but I, I like I like doing Going it the, the yeah, old fashioned. Me I like, too. Me too. <laughs> I like raw dog in the like, no. feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I'm being real inside. Uh, yeah, I, I I love that too, but I, I don't miss having to 
go away to Vegas uh, right before March Madness to get my bets in or having to, right. do, having to deal with an illegal bookie and thinking I'm going to lose my legs if this game yeah, ends Yeah, I do, the I do way. March Madness on the app, but this stuff like this, I like to feel it. Yeah, yeah. Like and and there's trying to make it a better atmosphere in Prairie, Prairie Meadows to actually watch the game. I think they need a little like something up there. Um, yeah. But, uh, but we're are we ready to get in this Big O segment or we're going to take a break, Frenchie? Big O? All right, all right. Dante, we're going to get in this Big O segment. You ready for it? Let's do it. Oh, 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 the big O with comedian Dante Powell. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> Your offensive player of the week or oddball of the week? Who you got for me this week, sir? Well, you know, we start with the honorable mentions. I got uh, Naomi Osaka as well as Novak Djokovic winning the Australian Open. Uh, that's her fourth major, his 18th. Uh, so she is a little further back from Serena's 23 than he is from and Nadal at 20, but some good tennis was played, so I thought that was cool to mention. I also want to make sure I mention primetime Deion Sanders making his head coaching debut at Jackson State, uh, winning 53-0 over small Edwards Waters College, but you know, a win is a win, so I I hope he enjoyed that. We're going to, though, we're going to keep the oddball alive. Okay, I like this. I like this new yeah. Dante. And this week the eyeball is going sports media in general and the reaction we had to the Woods incident. Um, I kind of mentioned it when you brought it up. Man, we gotta do better about wanting to get the news. Yes. We gotta we gotta get to a point where we're more comfortable being uh, accurate as opposed to the a lot of the speculation and things like that just didn't serve anyone anything. There was no need to speculate uh, about about drug use when he's. It was seven a.m. Man, like that's just when people go to work. Yep. Like for those, like if you have a job, that's just when you're going to work, and accidents happen. And so it's just one of those things where I, I saw so much uh, speculation, though, and like to get one message out of what they thought uh, as opposed to what anyone actually knew. So it, it was just really odd, and I thought it was worth it. Uh, that, you know, we got to do better, man. We got to be more respectful of people. We got we to gotta make sure we're not our, uh, celebrities and athletes and the people that we look up to as uh, anything other than humans first because that's, you know, it, it's, it's one thing to make fun of someone for taking a vacation during an emergency to be serving the people. But it's another thing altogether to attack someone uh, with frivolous accusations for having a, a car accident that could have been, you know, any of us. Yeah, and when you first said sports media, I felt attacked. You heard how I opened the show, but uh, I said the same thing. And it's the gift and the curse of having a Thursday show with Frenchie. It's, you know, we don't have time to do an everyday show yet. Uh, and, you know, maybe we'll transition to that in a year or two. But right now we got busy lives. So it, it's tough when we miss the early week news or the weekend before news. But it also is the, the gift of letting that news breathe a little bit, marinate and the true story facts come out of it before we start making accusations, rumors, jump into conclusions, because that's that's what we're paid to do. Right. We're, we're paid to bring on some facts, bring on some uh, sources close to the facts. Uh, but then also put our opinions into it and hopefully you fully disagree or you agree, but something to make you react to it. Uh, but when it's talking right. about someone's life, livelihood, 
family. It it's a it's a it's a sketchy road. And so I, I agree with your eyeball, man. I'm right there with you. Sports media needs to do better, myself included. Uh, Dante Powell, comedian, appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, well, next week we should be into that uh, the Big Ten, Big Twelve conference tournament talk. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Dante Powell, comedian, the Big O, Frenchie. Uh, we taking a break here. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're open phone lines. Dante, appreciate you. 515-244-1350. It's Go Deep. Your host, Tariq. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. 515-244-1350. 515-244-1350. Shout out to comedian Dante Powell joining us, bringing us the big O this week. Two weeks in a row now, Frenchie. He's had the the oddball of the week, uh, which this week he he threw it at sports media. He he threw us under the bus. Uh, But I 100% 100 agree with him, and uh, it's how I opened the show in the opening monologue. Uh, I'm happy that we've had these couple days since Tuesday to let the story of Tiger Woods breathe a little bit before we hopped on air saying, hey, oh, he was on pills or he's speeding and uh, late or fighting with his wife or and all these stories, sidelines. Will he play again? Will he be back for the Masters? I could care less about any of those. And the, the police already said that there wasn't alcohol involved. It was just an accident. There was no suspicious act. Uh, I could care less about that. I'm glad they said that. I, I could care less if he ever plays again. All I care about is Tiger Woods survived this crazy crash that looked like it should have took someone's life. Yeah, and I mean, if he was any normal person, you know, not Tiger Woods, not a celebrity, no one would have immediately thought drugs. They'd be like, okay, it was a car accident. And I hope he's okay. Yeah, I hope he's okay. It's not like, oh, I don't I don't know when he'll make it back to work. It's like, you don't care. You're just happy that he's going to be able to walk again. Yeah, but when I turn on the, the radio and, and sports center and... Uh, some of the other local radio stations around here, you you hear people saying, "Oh, I bet he'd be back by the Masters." Oh, I bet by next year he'd be back for the Presidents Cup. I, I I could care less. Shut up. Stop. Stop it. We don't. We have plenty of news to talk about this week, which doesn't involve when Tiger Woods will make his return. We can talk about it next week. If you want to call in next week, five one five two four four thirteen fifty, and talk about if he'll be back for the Masters or the Presidents Cup or whatever it may be, let's talk about it next week. Uh, but Tiger Woods just survived a crazy accident in which Kobe Bryant didn't survive a year ago. It's all, you know, I, I kind of want to, you know, I've heard other hosts who have done it the right way say, let's celebrate this. Maybe not a celebration, but I, I want to honor what Tiger Woods has done for the game for golf. And not like if, as if he was gone, but to say, we don't need him to do anymore. He is already the GOAT. He has done enough. He has revolutionized the sport of golf. TV deals, Nike anything you want and all the way from them pulling him from him losing every single sponsor after the incident with his wife and the prostitution and escorts and uh elon putting a golf club to his window and him buying her island he was pulled from all his sponsors he repented he made his way back and he got back to last year what won the masters last year was that last year frenchy i believe so yeah what a comeback way to repent you know you don't you don't Name another comeback. Michael Vick had a great, great comeback, and people still hate Michael Vick because of what he did with the dogs. Um, and speaking of dogs, shout out Stephanie Fowler coming through, director of development for the Animal Rescue League, uh, letting us know about pit bulls and uh, some of the ways that Iowa can do better when it comes to our pets and abusing our pets and things like that and laws. Uh, also, shout out to Coach Marwin, who will uh, be kicking my butt starting next week. I'm so nervous right now. He's going to kick my butt next week. I'm starting this boxing class training, non competitive, three times a week. Uh, I hope it's a private session to start. I don't. I don't know if I'm ready for a group session right off the bat. I don't know if I if I need um, 
nine other people next to me watching how my jab hits right off the bat. Uh, Frenchie says he's not joining me. Correct. Uh, it, it burns calories, Frenchie. You can maybe three again. If, no, that's not how that works. That's not how it works. If you flatten one side, it goes the other side. I no. wish. That's yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be about two feet tall. You take a couple inches. Uh, that didn't sound good either. Uh, but yes, I, I, I started off the show talking about how I could care less about Tiger Woods uh, playing again. I still feel that way. I feel strongly about it, honestly, the way we've been talking about it today throughout the show. Uh, but next week we want to talk about it. Maybe next week will be soon enough. But right now, let's just be happy he can hug his kids. Uh, but a great sports week. We got the All-Star game coming up in about 10 days. Iowa versus Michigan tonight. 515-244-1350. Can Iowa cover the spread? Can Iowa make the win? Uh, Dante said Iowa can pull it off. He's not sure how, but they can pull it off. Tavian said I, he's confident. He doesn't know when the game comes on. He's not sure if he'll be able to watch it, but he's confident Iowa's going to win the game. He probably won't know next Thursday when we talk to him if they won the game or not, uh, but he's confident they will win this game. I'm pretty co- fairly confident they'll cover the four points. Four points. I'm not fully bought into Michigan, uh, but I do know Michigan has a tremendous defense, and uh, I don't think they can stop Garza, but I think they can stop the rest of the Hawkeyes. It'll be interesting because you've got two National Player of the Year candidates and Isaiah Livers and uh, Luca Garza. So I think it's going to be kind of fun to watch their two teams go at it and how the opposing team aim them. And this is going to be a good game to watch because these teams could end up playing each other early in the uh, NCAA tournament. So it's, uh, and you know, I, I already told you earlier, my sleeper pick right now, Michigan State, as bad as they have been and are this year. They've had two big wins, and this is the only way Izzo can get into the tournament. And Izzo a lot of tournament. And I feel the same way about Coach K right now. Duke is on a little run, the last three out of four, I believe, and they know the only way they can get in this tournament is a big ACC tournament run. And I think especially with Michigan State, with the run they've been on lately and the fact that they are a plus 500 team, if they can win out the regular season and maybe even just make the semifinals, they're going to have a shot at an at-large bid. I think Duke, with how much they've struggled, this, yeah, they got that Virginia win, but I think they've got to win to, that tournament. I think they have to win the tournament to get in. I think UNC gets in as an at-large as long as they can play strong throughout the rest of the season. Same with Kansas. Yeah, Kentucky's but, not in. They got to yeah. they got to win out. They uh, they have to win the end. and and they won't win the SEC tournament. I I don't see them winning that at all. Uh, and and like I said earlier, now you know insider tip. Obviously, next week and the week after is when you want to start putting those uh those conference tournament bets out there and those NCAA bets the following weekend. But right now, if you have a team, if you have a dog in the race, even if it's your Iowa State Cyclones, right now is your best chance to put that money on. If it's Michigan State. You want to put that money on before Michigan State wins another game in the regular season because that number is going to go down. And the same with this uh, Canelo fight. Um, you'll dare them. You, you want to put that money down today for that plus, plus 3,300 because as we get closer to Saturday, that's probably going to end up about maybe plus maybe plus 2,500. I think that line is going to move a lot more because they're going to see that money shifting and saying, okay, well, you'll dare them is 12 and 2, and Canelo was coming off a fight two months ago and getting older. I think we got a fighter's chance. And for $10 for $330 or a hundred bucks for 3,300 pay for Frenchie's honeymoon and possibly part of the wedding. It's, it's worth a fight. It's worth losing a hundred bucks. And if you go in, if you have those thoughts often and you don't have a hundred bucks to lose one, 800 bets off. It's, it's, I, I laugh when I say it at first, but it's really a number that works 24 hours. If you ever get in that place where you're betting more than you can handle to lose. Cause when you go into betting, you expect to lose. You you think you're going to win. You want to win. You know you're going to win. You got to be ready to lose that money 
if you're going to be in the betting world. But I'm saying $10, 335 What's that? $165? Yeah. Worth, worth, worth $20, $660? Uh, you know, so keep your eye out on those bets. We are still looking for someone to uh, lock us down and make us be exclusive with a betting app. So if you're out there with Prairie Meadows, BetMGM, uh, I think Betfred has reached out to us, but um, I'm inclined to bet in GM. I'll be inclined to anyone who pays us. So we're out there. 515-244-1350. 515-244-1350. Let me know. Your Hawkeye's going to win tonight. Uh, spread. Frenchie thinks they are. Tavian thinks they I, are. Dante. I think they cover the spread. I don't know if they win. I, I just think Michigan is too good in the clutch, and Iowa struggles in big moments. And there's not enough money betting wise for me to just take Iowa outright. I might as well just put them in a parlay to, uh, and hope they can stay within that four and a half points. And that, that line might move as well. That might go down to four points. That might go up to five. I don't know which way the money's going right now, uh, but I can't imagine that's going to stay where it is because it's such a, a highlighted game tonight. Is that on ESPN, Frenchie? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure. It's got to be one of the top top games of the night. Big, uh, shockingly impressive at basketball this season. Shockingly. I mean, they're usually pretty good. They're usually pretty good, but it's not the teams you thought that were going to be. I mean, we, we thought Michigan, we knew Michigan was coming in with some recruits. We assumed Michigan State would be up there. We assumed Wisconsin would be up there. Indiana, you like to assume, but you it's been finicky the last couple of years. Ohio State's been a nice surprise for the Big Ten. And, oh, and, and Hawkeyes were, you know, I don't want to say a surprise, but we didn't, no one thought they were going to get up to three and, and even hang around where they are right now. And they, I mean, they have momentum going into the tournament right they now. They were a top 10 team coming into the preseason, yep. bringing Luca Garza back. But those first, uh, what, two months of the season, they were pretty impressive. Yeah. Fran fade hits. Then the Fran fade hits, but now they're playing defense. The last couple weeks they're playing defense. Last couple games they're playing defense. So I, I still think getting CJ Fredericks back was huge. It's and huge. As, as he gets, you know, born the groove, he'll see his minutes increase. And I think Joe Wieskamp is going to be big. Like you said, you're, you're always going to get your 25 30 from Garza. He's yep. going to be consistent. But Joe Wieskamp has got to be that guy that could take some pressure off because Bohannon has not looked like he two years ago. Nope. And and, they, and they, you can't you 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 got to find other opportunities than three point <laughs> shots. And you can't if that three is not hitting as much as you want to keep shooting it like Steph Curry. You got to you got to find other ways to operate. And that's on Fran. That's on Fran to uh, slow things down, change the tempo, just run a couple uh, sets for Garza to get back in the game. Uh, you can't give a, a big lead to Michigan because their defense is stupendous. That is fantastic. You, they're, you're not going to make a big comeback on Michigan. That's one thing they are on the defensive side. Uh, but I think they got they got a fighting chance. So I'm feeling good about uh, Hawkeyes, at least for that four and a half points. My betting this week. Uh, again, shout out Coach Marwin. I'm very excited. Box and Blaze. Find him on Instagram and Facebook. B-O-X-N-B-L-A-Z-E. I start next week. Frenchie's not going with me. Uh, we got anything else, Frenchie? Uh, we didn't talk about J.J. Watt. So just J.J. Kinda... Watt has some offers: Cleveland Browns, Steelers, Tennessee Titans, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I think the and I think the Raiders are also kind of thought of as maybe a dark horse uh, for for them or him because uh, I don't see him going in, unless Deshaun Watson or something. Why why would he go sign a year or three years with Raiders? Well, that's the thing is they have the trade capital to get Deshaun Watson, and yeah. you know he loves playing. With Watson, so yes, and I st I still think the Steelers would be a great option for him to play with his Family. brothers. But if he's going, if he's going Super Bowl or bust, the Buffalo Bills, yeah, and I, Buffalo Bills will be a great home for him. And I think that defensive scheme is perfect for him. Uh, I personally think he gets these offers where the Packers see the market, and then he takes a lesser deal with the Packers, go back to Wisconsin, have a championship, and uh, you know, it's not about the money anymore for JJ Watt. I think so. I look forward to seeing him. 
Uh, plenty coming up next week. We, I believe in the next two weeks, we'll have Firehouse with us uh, for their show at Horizon Event Center, March 19th, online at horizoneventcenter.com. It's your boy Tariq. Go deep. We'll see you next week, every Thursday, 9 a.m.